Hello and welcome to Open Source Underdogs. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz, and this is a special episode to promote the inaugural Open Source Founder Summit, which is happening in Paris, May 27th and 28th. Talking about this event is Emily Omier, host of the Business of Open Source podcast, and along with Luxembourg-based Passbolt, is providing the initial activation energy to get this new institution of open source entrepreneurial collaboration off the ground. If you haven't heard of Emily's podcast, you should add the Business of Open Source to your favorites list right now. She's recorded more than 200 episodes in the last four years, so if you listen to all of them, I guarantee you'll be much more prepared for your startup journey. Okay, here's the interview with Emily so she can fill you in on the rest of the detail and why she's interested in doing all this work to make this event happen. Emily, thank you so much for joining us on Open Source Underdogs today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. So the reason I thought this would be a good idea is because I heard that you're organizing a new conference. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about why you're doing this. Yeah, that's an excellent question. So the conference is called Open Source Founder Summit, and we can also have a long argument about semantics, about whether it's a conference or a summit or whatever it is, a retreat. The rationale or the motivation behind this event is several fold. I am a positioning consultant for open source companies. I go to a lot of open source conferences of all kinds, including actually a couple that are focused on business. And I always felt like there was there wasn't any events that sort of represented the entire breadth of open source businesses. So there was a, actually a specific conversation that I had with somebody before the Heavy Bit Dev Guild conference focused on open source last May. And in this conversation, this other person was talking about how there's no unicorn open source companies in mainland Europe. And I said, well, what about Odoo? Which, if people don't know about it, is an open source company that's based in Belgium that has 2,000 employees around and, in fact, actually does have, I believe, a $2 billion valuation. But anyway, this person I was talking to was like, oh, no, no, Odoo is a unicorn. I actually didn't have the numbers there with me. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't, I didn't argue back. But it got me thinking about the fact that uh, Odoo, which you may have noticed is like one of my favorite open source company success stories. It's totally left out of a lot of these conversations because A, they're in Belgium, which is like, you know, fabulously uncool. It's like as far away from the tech centers as possible. Maybe not quite, but it's like they're in Europe and they're not even in Berlin or London. They're in Belgium. They're not dev tools. They make business applications or like an open source SAP. And so because they're not dev tools, they're left out of a lot of the conversations about open source. They didn't go public. They did get some venture backing, but most of it was a while ago. They're a profitable company. Basically, like they're a company that I think most founders would consider a, a massive success and yet sort of left out of the conversation. I was feeling like a lot of non-dev tool open source companies were left out of the conversation. A lot of non-venture backed open source companies were left out of the conversation. And it just seemed like there should be a place to get open source founders together that was going to represent sort of all, all the different voices of open source companies. I'm going to add one more thing, which is that in general, I think a lot of conference talks are not super actionable. And I wanted to, to create a conference that was going to have content that was really actionable for people. 
I was thinking about this last night and I was wondering what the format is going to be because almost all the founders could probably be speakers. So what, what do you what do you envision the format to be and how do you see this differing? For example, I interviewed Joe Jacks a couple of years back when he started or launched the Open Core Summit. So how do you see it being different and, and what do you think the format's going to look like? So first of all, this is a small event, right? So uh, maybe six years from now, this will be a bigger event. We'll see. But we have a maximum of 100 people. So that in and of itself is a different format from a lot of events. But we do have a couple of speakers. We have 10 that we've like reached out to and are sort of the, the main speakers um, in the mornings. But there's also going to be lightning talks and breakout workshops. And the hope is that everybody who wants to do either a lightning talk or uh, to moderate a workshop, a breakout workshop, uh, will be able to do so. Another thing that's different about this conference is that it's invite only. It's curated. So not like you can request an invite, but that means that only people that we, the organizers, feel like have something to contribute to the conversation are going to even be in the room. And this, I think, is very different from a lot of conferences where anybody can buy a ticket and, and show up. We didn't mention the dates. It's, I believe it's the last week in, in May in Paris, but may, maybe you can tell us a little bit about why Paris and how's the weather in May in Paris? So the dates are May 27th and 28th. I am an American and I do live in Paris. So yes, part of why it's in Paris is because it's convenient for me. I am organizing this conference with somebody else. Uh, his name's Rémi Berthaud. He is the founder and CTO of Passbolt, which is a security-first open-source password manager. They are based in Luxembourg. So Paris isn't terribly inconvenient for him either. But I actually think doing this conference in Europe is also just in and of itself a good idea. Or I will say particularly not in Silicon Valley. I feel like part of the goal is really to create community among open-source founders and have this broader conversation. If you are a founder and you live in San Francisco, it's much easier to to find community and to to know other open source founders. Whereas if you live even in a place like London or Berlin, it's actually quite a bit harder to, to find that community. And one of the goals here is to create community among open source founders. And I should mention that our real hope for is that this isn't just a one-off event, that but that it sort of becomes something that's, you know, both a, an, an annual event that happens every year, but also that there's sort of a, a community that brings people together through, throughout the entire year. So yeah, I think ha having it in Europe is a way to, again, bring more types of open source companies who don't fit the mold of just like your standard dev tool, venture backed Silicon Valley company. I think it makes a lot of sense. And the food's going to be really good. Oh, I didn't talk about the weather. The weather is usually quite good in, in Paris in May. Bring your spouse, bring your spouse. Yes, that could be <laughs> one of the selling points. And, and a quick pitch. So I, um, I heard you mention that Remy from Passbolt is going to help you organize this. And Kevin Mueller from Passbolt uh, we're arranging for him to be on the Underdogs podcast sometime in the, in the next month or so. That's another great company that people don't know all the time based in Europe in the security space. If you're not a founder, is there any room for non-founders to come? Like who else might want to, might attend this event? Yeah. So if you're in a leadership role at an open source company, you should come. We are calling it Open Source Founders Summit, but basically, you know, if you've 
lead marketing at an open source company, you lead product at an open source company, even if you're not a founder, this is uh, like a place for you to be. Just didn't want it to be like 50% investors, for example, <laughs> or, you know, 50% people who were going to be trying to sell to the founders. So you don't have to just be a founder. We do vet people. So you can't just go to the website and buy a ticket. So you do like you might have to make a case. But you know, if like I said, if you're in a leadership role, it's just going to be me like sending you an email with the ticket link. So some of my listeners might not know that you host a podcast called The Business of Open Source has more than 200 episodes, which which is amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about the podcast and sort of your journey with the podcast, what you've learned along the way? Yeah, sure. So I do host uh, the business of open source. I, I take a pretty broad mandate on talking about the business of open source. So I talk to founders, but not only founders. I also talk to other people in leadership roles. I talk to investors. I like to talk sometimes to big companies. And there's actually some interesting things that I've learned from having so many conversations with people. Um, and I actually, I think that this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about having like a slightly wider lens on open source companies. First of all, that I think there's more business models for open source companies and people sort of realize a lot of times, I almost feel like we talk about open core and SaaS as if they're the only options, but they're not. And I think that it's really interesting to talk with people who are trying sort of novel ways to monetize open source. Another takeaway I have is that it's really good to sell to the government if you're an open source company. Governments really like transparency and being able to run their code on-prem and or run their software on-prem and stuff. So that's definitely a takeaway. Some other takeaways, I actually, I, I did a talk about this at Open Core Summit in December. Another takeaway that I have is that open source companies can be really hard mind games, not just for founders. I think this is really underappreciated, actually, because it can be really hard to hire people who have experience with open source companies. If you're starting an open source company yourself, you hire a salesperson, for example, and that salesperson has never worked in an open source company, doesn't really know what that process is like, and it's different. And they're going to have more of a learning curve than they expected. And there's going to be all this weird stuff about like losing deals to your own open source project that's going to mess with their head. And it's just something to be aware of. I, I think that, you know, if you're running an open source company, think about, you know, is this a mind game for yourself, but also what about the team? So along the way from, from doing this podcast, what I've discovered from doing my own podcast is that open source is way more nuanced than I thought it was. And did you think you knew a lot going into the podcast about open source? And have you been surprised and are you still discovering new stuff even after 200 episodes? So I did not think that I knew a lot about open source when I went into the podcast. I, I mean, I'm constantly surprised, sometimes by really dumb stuff, like somebody mentions a project and I haven't heard of it. And then I'm, you know, later you are like, how, how the hell did I not hear about this? Like, you really feel like an idiot. That still happens to me. More, you know, stuff just like ideas or concepts that haven't come up before. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always learning. And, and I would say this, sometimes people have asked me, like, what's your secret for staying up to date or whatever? It's like the secret is the podcast. I, I do I do really enjoy doing the podcast and I, I learn a lot from it. 
Okay, maybe one last question, because you mentioned very quickly that you are, I think you said, an open source positioning consultant. Can you tell us a little bit about exactly like how you help companies? Like, What does your consulting work revolve around? That's a really good question. So I am a positioning consultant, and I work with open source companies. And fundamentally, a lot of my work revolves around helping companies A, figure out how to place their entire company in the marketplace, and B, figuring out how to manage the relationship between their product and their project. Both things are really critical. So a lot of people think about positioning and they think about marketing. This is actually false. So positioning is fundamentally about understanding your place in the ecosystem you're working in, even which ecosystem you want to be playing in, and then understanding your the differentiated values of your project and of your product, understanding the difference between the two. And that is going to have cascading effects through your product roadmap, your project roadmap, your whatever marketing you're doing for each of those things, and whatever you're doing for sales for those three things. So I think of product sales and marketing as like the the pillars of go to market. And that's what I help companies figure out. But because I specialize in open source companies, it's largely about being really clear on the nuanced difference between project and product. A lot of people don't know that the reason I started this podcast was to help other founders not make the mistakes that I made in starting my open source and getting a lot of the things that you're talking about confused or not positioning well. So I think there's a lot to learn. I would encourage everyone to think about attending this conference. And with that, Emily, any last words you want to add? Come to the conference, May 27th, 28th. If you want to lead a lightning talk or moderate a workshop, we need to know by March 15th. You still have to buy a ticket if you do so, because again, everyone who's coming has something to contribute. And we actually hope everybody is either doing a talk or a, or leading a workshop. But we have to like have a schedule in place and it takes some time to do that. So anyway, we want to know by March 15th if you're interested in doing that. But yes, come. Paris is beautiful in May. The event, I think, is going to be really awesome. There is nothing like it anywhere in the world. So come. Emily, thank you so much for sharing all this info. Best of luck. And I wish I could be there, but I'll be certainly be following online. Excellent. Thank you, Mike. The website is 05f5.com, May 27th and 28th in Paris. If you're an open source leader, it's a great opportunity to learn from and with your peers and have epic bragging rights about being at the first open source founders summit. Cool graphics from Kamal Bhattacharjee, music from Broke for Free, Chris Zabriskie and Lee Rosevere. Next week, Peter Farkas, co-founder and CEO of FerretDB. Until then, thanks for listening.